I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it going, Ben? Hey, Noah. Um, good morning, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. What about you? Yeah, it is pretty early for me this time. <laughs> uh, we're, we're now nine hours apart. So that's, I mean, that's, I mean, it's cool, though. It's, it's, it's cool trying to uh, set up something together when you're nine hours apart and make sure our schedules work. Yeah, that is um, quite a bit. Uh, actually, when you when you moved, I didn't even think about that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just got up, and I don't know if people will be able to tell, but my throat is a little bit <laughs> sore. I guess that's what happens when you crack your window open <laughs> while you sleep. <laughs> well, a good thing is they um, can't see you, right? <laughs> right. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing good. Um, this week was my first week of the day job, and that's going pretty well. Yeah. Um, enjoying T- it so far. Tell me more. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, you know, how it is when you start a job, like there's all the accounts you have to set up Mm, with like, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, tens of, uh, different developer accounts, GitHub, Jira, all this stuff. You have to make accounts before you can even clone the code. And then there's, you know, a huge project and you're like, what is all this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little bit overwhelming in the beginning, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. But I'm, I'm, I've done my, f- I've started my first two tasks and um, starting to figure things out. So it's been good, um, and I'm enjoying it so far. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, um, how about you? Is um, are you able to uh, do any work or on your new new idea or investigate that anymore? Yeah, I didn't get too much done, to be honest, but I did spend probably like six hours this week um, building it a little bit more. And okay. so the basic functionality is actually is actually there already. So you can like create a team, you can create channels, and in those channels have threads with comments. So that's working. Um, but I guess that's the easy part. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had quite a bit of of trouble uh, laying out the data structure because you you could say that it's kind of a tree, right? There are teams and they have, or or a user can be in different teams and the teams can have different channels with different uh, threads and comments. So um, that multiplies as you go. (laughs) Um, And I kind of had to figure that out, but I think I've got a a good good structure there um, that allows me to, uh, that allows me to, like fetch all the comments of a team for example and then just match them with the corresponding thread uh, so it can basically lazy load some of the some of the things and i don't have to um go crazy and load everything at once <laughs> yeah I, yeah i could see that being very slow if there's a lot of messages mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean so that's not necessarily an easy problem yeah (laughs) (laughs) so are you finding it's a pretty complex uh project to build like i don't know more complex than narrower or yeah what do you think about the complexity i think so actually you have to think about a lot of things right now i think because if i don't then i'll probably regret it in the end and just have to rewrite parts of the application um just like what i just said because there are basically there's a tree structure 
um, but also relations. It's, it's, it's a lot of um, many to many relations. Imagine having like 50 channels and in those channels, you'll have probably also like 50 threads. And on those threads, there mm -hmm. will be like, <laughs> let's again take 50, <laughs> 50 comments. Um, and that multiplies to, I don't know, 50 times three, which is a lot. And that's just uh -huh. one of the teams that a user can be in. So yeah, I think there needs to be, I should probably nail that down right now, how, how I want to build that. <laughs> but I think I got a, got a good idea there and I'll just, um, I'll just pass in the team and channel and thread ID to, to all of the entities basically. Uh, so that, that I can always um, tell if a comment or thread or um, even a team is relevant for a user. Uh, that gives me the ability to just fetch all of them independently and um, and still fetch the entire tree if I want to, <laughs> mm -hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a bit interesting. hard to explain. <laughs> now that's cool. It gives a little bit of idea of the complexity you're working <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about remote work because what you're working on will kind of, I mean, it's, it's in that space a little bit, um, if that's where you decide to go with it. And yeah. so just talking about the space, pros and cons of it, um, obviously if we can understand remote workers, um, well, I mean, especially you, <laughs> <laughs> um, that will help you with, uh, your business so <laughs> let's see yeah, we got uh -huh. yeah we got a couple points um actually from profit well they did a, a blog on on remote work trade-offs and so we're gonna read through those and then just kind of talk through what we're thinking so this monologue is mostly for you listeners letting us know what <laughs> we're doing here um okay so should, I, should we just jump into the first one yeah let's do that Okay, so the first trade-off is communication, so social interaction, and setting boundaries become much more difficult in a distributed workforce. The mechanisms that make these actions easier when working in an office don't exist for remote teams. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it's kind of a con for remote yeah. work. Yeah, actually, um, I don't know if you've ever worked remotely. Um I did. Um, I worked remotely for an entire year. It wasn't the same country though, so that's probably easier. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And I can definitely relate. What do you to mean? What do you mean it wasn't the same country? Like as where I am, or where the no, company no, no. was? <laughs> no, I was working uh, working with a German company, and I was also located in Germany, so I could I could drive there basically. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So you you were like locally there, yeah, but. So did you ever drive in there, or were you just always remote? Then? No, it, it was a it was a different city, so I had a had a had a um, difference of uh, I don't know not a, not a time difference, but it would have it would have taken me like three hours to get there. Um, so they allowed me to work remotely, <laughs> um, and I I barely went there actually. Um, like when there was a meeting that I had to attend in person, I, obviously I went there, but that was not not the case very often. So um, it was mostly remote. And I can definitely mm -hmm. feel feel the first point that you just read that social interaction <laughs> um, is quite a hot topic for remote workers because I felt that um, not not in the beginning I was very stoked to actually be able to work from my uh, from my home setup because I like to do that and I feel that I'm more productive doing so. But 
you kind of lack or kind of miss the the direct communication of uh, like with people and mm -hmm. i i ended up like after uh four or five months i ended up uh going for a walk <laughs> every time i i closed my laptop um mm -hmm. i was living in the city and it was just nice being around people a little bit um so yeah, yeah i tried to compensate for that i guess um yeah I don't know. I if, definitely felt yeah. the uh, communication lack of, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, so, like when I was working on Coffee Pass, me and my mm -hmm. co-founder mm -hmm. were remote, and so we were, we would talk to each other every day um, through Slack on the phone. So we had a still a decent amount of communication, which I think was good. But even with just two of us, it did. I definitely felt that lonely factor where I'm just not talking to that many human beings in a day. Yeah. Um, and it definitely helps like getting out of the house. Like I would go work at like the library or coffee shops mm -hmm. that were around me. Um, but you're not, you don't know anybody. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just not the same. There's something about working in a team environment that, I don't know. Even even when I, I think it's funny though, because especially in our work with software software development, I guess it kind of depends what thread of line of work in that you're in. But there are a lot of times where you don't really have to talk to many people, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely you know there's meetings, stand up in the morning. Um, you're definitely talking to people every once in a while. Maybe you're working on a similar problem and you're kind of working on it together. But like the majority of the time it's like you're kind of in your own land <laughs> working <laughs> by yourself a little bit um but there's still just like the, the feeling that like there's people you know around you <laughs> yeah um i think there's just in general a lot of that falls through the cracks like um let's say it's monday morning and you're talking to your coworker about the i don't know the the football game that they went to with their kids or something like that i think that's just what you what you miss out uh, when you're working remotely yeah definitely um but this is i mean this is talking about the, the the hole that you have when you work remotely that there's just some kinds of communications that you just can't have as, yeah. as you would in office like you know walking into a coworker when you're both going to the snack area <laughs> in the kitchen or something yeah <laughs> um and i mean to some extent you're trying to i mean you're you're trying to fix communication problems over the distributed workforce but i think at least maybe what this trade-off is saying that's true no one is really trying to solve the i just ran into my coworker, and there's no really reason for us to talk to each other right now but <laughs> we are which then maybe brings up i don't know solutions or ideas more maybe yeah i mean you could say that you could also say that if you're running into your coworker and you start chatting for 20 minutes that's basically killing your productivity right there oh yeah i i've definitely <laughs> felt that already so so at my new day job we get to re work from home once a week mm -hmm. which is cool i really like the flexibility so yesterday was my first day working from home yeah that's awesome and it was cool because I just kind of felt the difference of working in the office compared to working from home where 
like working from home, if you, you know, you got, if you have a nice setup and stuff, you can really get into the groove. Yeah. Like you can really get into flow because yeah, there's no one, there's no one to interrupt you. You're just, you know, just coding away on your computer where when you're in the office, it's like, I don't know, there's just interruptions or things, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's coworkers next to you that you'll just talk to randomly every, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then, you know, you walk to the bathroom, you get up to go to a, a different meeting. And it's just like, wow, there's a lot of time during the day that you're not necessarily just being productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, exactly and especially if it's an open open floor plan or stuff like that where you have even more interruptions and more noise Ugh. yeah <laughs> so i think that in some ways i think that's why there's a lot of people hyped up around the remote work bandwagon like i can see yeah. it like there's definitely some pros to it yeah um but maybe some cons as well obviously and that's why <laughs> that's why there's these trade-offs <laughs> Yeah, I think you're actually in a good position, like if you have or if you can choose how many days or even just one day um, work from home and then some other days uh, work at the office. I think that's that's nice. Yeah, I've definitely getting the both, first week. The best of like both it. worlds, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see. The second one says the trade-off is going remote acts as a forcing function for documentation. Your product teams will need to be more diligent in how they talk through and record the development of new products. Mm, I like that point. Yeah. So this is a win for remote work that yeah. uh, there's a lot more documentation. Have you seen that in your experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was working remote, we were using Slack, obviously, as as most people probably, <laughs> as the main uh, mm-hmm. tool for communication. But there was always this um, wiki software uh, running on a local server in the office, and we had to basically use a VPN to enter it. And yeah. um, like mission critical stuff, uh, important passwords sometimes were stored there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think even just with Slack or some kind of project management software, um it it just just like the point says it forces you to document what you did or what you're doing uh in a more detailed way and i like that i think that's that's good because a you can easily do postmortems if something went wrong or even if you just finished something and it, it actually went well i think that can benefit everybody um and it's just easier like let's say somebody is sick or gets hit by a bus everybody else on the team can just uh refer to what was written down um or let's say one of your coworkers was on vacation and gets back into the team and uh, is supposed to also work on what you're doing and they can just get up to speed if it's documented properly and i think that oftentimes is not the case when you're working in an office let's say you're a team of three developers <laughs> Um, one is on vacation and then um, the other one is on vacation when the, the person comes back and now as luck would have it the third one is six <laughs> so he's basically on his own coming back from vacation and he's <laughs> lost right <laughs> there's no way to know what what went down while he was gone <laughs> did you say a little bit earlier that one of them got hit by a bus yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean like actually hit by a bus? No, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> that was just hypothetical. But um, you know that there is this kind, this this thing called bus factor, right? That you should always like don't have um, don't have those knowledge silos um, because there is this bus factor. Have you ever heard about that? I mean, I I can see what you're. I think I see what you're saying around the context, but I don't know what the bus factor is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let me let me try to explain. Um, the bus factor is basically if you're the only person knowing about a project or knowing everything about the project and you get hit by the bus, that's a bus factor of 100% because if you're getting hit by the bus or you get hit by the bus, you're basically taking all the knowledge with you and yeah, your team is screwed. Um, <laughs> I see, okay interesting yeah that's that's definitely a problem yeah so that, <laughs> that would also not be good to be hit by a bus <laughs> De definitely not um <laughs> so yeah there shouldn't be any any knowledge silos and um basically remote communication makes it easier to not have those because you you're already forced to write it down and to um to be better at communication mm -hmm. yeah i can definitely see that you're writing everything down at least i mean at least like in something like slack hopefully there's some other developer documentation yeah. <laughs> tool that people are using um yeah that's definitely that's definitely a pro for remote i can see that for sure um i've worked at some places where i guess my first job we did no documentation mm. basically <laughs> and um it was a really small team there was like four people mm. um and and you know one of the developers had been there for like four years and so they kind of had a lot of the knowledge yeah and so we kind of had to go to him um for a while to just like what's going on here <laughs> and um yeah that definitely could have been a problem if he got hit by the bus <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely not good. So I can see how remote work would force you to have to document more. Yeah. Um, and I think have that's you a thought huge... about something? Yeah. Well, I guess if with what you're building, if you wanted to go more to the developer side, have you thought about going even more into that direction? Like documentation around developer uh, work or uh i mean you're mostly looking at just communication in general right yeah um in the end i kind of think that i want to have integrations with uh things like github or gitlab uh, that would allow you to reference um directly reference issues or pull requests um from within your threads um that would be probably a really good thing um uh, not super sure if i just want to target it to developers right now um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it should, everything should be searchable and there should be this, um, or it should, should basically, uh, work in the way that everybody can find everything who's on the team so that every, if somebody gets hit by a bus, uh, everybody else will be able to just, uh, quickly see what they were working on, um, mm -hmm. or find stuff about a, about a certain topic. So there will always be this, this search box uh wherever you move basically inside the application yeah okay um another thing i just wanted to add because <laughs> it's obviously it's an advantage that you have to write everything down but i also experienced that um if somebody new gets on the team and they um because not everybody might be working remotely 
part of the team might be working in the same office, it's also sometimes hard to convince people to still write it down and to still act like you're all distributed. I think that's something that it's uh, it's it's not that easy to convince people to still use Slack <laughs> if you're sitting next to them. Um, but that's basically the only way to um, make it accessible for the people who aren't in the office. Uh, I feel that sometimes that's a little bit of hard to get people to do that. <laughs> Yeah, and and because I can see like some people probably prefer you know talking over Slack, where others prefer in person communication, and like I can see like in some in some ways like you are missing out a little bit talking through Slack, where one on one communication you you know you see you see each other's faces, you see kind of what you're doing with your hands, and like yeah. there's body language that goes on when you talk to someone, and like. I don't know, you, you, you commute, what is it? They say like you commute, I'm not sure what the percentage is, but basically they say you communicate a lot through mm, your body yeah, language. Yeah. And so, I don't know, you are kind of missing out a little bit there. And so then I can see why people would then want to talk in person. Um, but yeah, that I've heard that's definitely a problem of having part of your team remote, part of your team in office, that it just makes it so that uh, I don't know, you're kind of segmented on your yeah, team. Exactly. If you, yeah. And also what you just said that some people prefer like talking in Slack and others might prefer other stuff is kind of an, another problem that I see because that also means that you have to be very strict about um, like not spreading your knowledge or spreading your communication. Um, like let's, let's say you're using Slack, but you also need this kind of wiki software you have to be very strict uh, where to put what information, um, especially these days when there are a lot of knowledge-based tools and stuff like that. Also, kind of what I'm building, <laughs> um, have to you have mm -hmm. to really make sure that the the way the people use the tools, um, yeah, that it's streamlined and that everybody is on the same page using the right tools for the right thing. Like Slack, probably not for persistent communication, but still for. Um, communicating real time <laughs> yeah that's also why i think if i uh, if i go ahead and build this thing it should probably integrate with slack and all the other tools as good as possible because that's basically the only way to ensure that information isn't like just siloed to the application and if somebody's not using it they won't see it so if if it notifies people in slack who might not be looking at at, at the application that i'm building that's a good that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, so what you're building, you kind of see it being in a silo of just persistent communication that, you know, it's something that the team needs to look back later, but it's not that real-time communication like Slack. Like, you, you kind of see them both being able to exist at once. Yeah, I think so. Um, you could probably also, if you really want to, kill slack and not use it but instead use playgroup for it um but what i won't do is have some kind of real-time components so there will be basically from a developer perspective it will will just fetch the info from the server in a given interval and you will be able to set this interval so you will be able to say like update me basically like email clients do the same thing right they won't they won't uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> they have this minimum threshold of like a minute um and i think 
that's something I need to figure out. Probably setting this uh, this interval at like five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then just like thirty, forty-five, sixty, um, and you will only get mm. the latest uh, at those points in time. So there won't be any uh, any real-time synchronous communication. And if that's something that your team needs, and I think everybody needs to decide that on their own, um, then that's probably where you want to use Slack. <laughs> But at mm -hmm. the same time, if you need persistent threads that are easy to search, um, that's probably where you want to use Playgroup. So I think they can coexist, especially if updates on the threads are also synced to Slack. Um, but you could also use one or the other. So yeah, that's also because I don't want to like build a competitor to Slack. <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. That that explanation of what you're thinking to do with the polling definitely helps un me understand like. I don't know where it fits within the yeah. communication realm. And I forgot that you're you're thinking to call it playgroup, so we'll have to keep referencing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kept forgetting as well. <laughs> <laughs> playgroup. I, I think it's a pretty cool name. Yeah, to I start think it's, out with. Like it's especially if you think of like what what entrepreneurs often do with uh mastermind groups and um people building little communities. I think playgroup is very suitable for that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I kind of see those as as target audiences as well, I guess. I'm not super sure yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Are there lots of mastermind groups out there? Like I I just kind of started to hear about them, I don't know. Yeah, a I have no idea ago. to be honest. I'll <laughs> I need to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so the last point here for the trade-offs yeah, for remote work. Working effectively on a remote team requires discipline from every employee, but especially from leadership. If leadership can't do remote well, the whole company will fail. Mm. So I guess it, it's kind of similar to the last one. It's kind of a forcing function to force people to be disciplined, like like similar to the documentation, force them to be yeah. disciplined with documentation, force them to communicate but yeah the downside is if you do don't do that well then you're gonna fail <laughs> as yeah that's true and i think it's imp it's important that they mention leadership here because a lot of times or the way that i've experienced it and also have done it <laughs> is that a lot of uh or most communication actually in slack was uh in private channels or just one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations in in slack so um <laughs> and i think that's especially true for leadership positions where they uh where they always you as let's let's say that you're um like you're managing a couple of developers and you're talking to your cto or something like that then you will probably also one-on-one -on -one him like there will be some kind of private conversation and the the rest of the team won't won't be able to access that as well so i think it's important to mention that leadership is uh especially <laughs> leadership sh should communicate uh differently than they usually would because uh that's the only way that the rest of the team can also profit from that. Otherwise, it's basically just like sitting in a room with two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think about other points of discipline that you have to have over remote work. Well, in some ways, I feel like in an office, like we were saying with productivity, you have to have discipline or the the team as a culture does to just like not waste time, Yeah, you know, joking around or whatever. Um, 
so I can kind of see it going both ways. Um, I guess with remote work, you have to have discipline in that, you know, usually that means you're working by yourself. No one's watching you. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be disciplined to actually work and be productive. (laughs) Like I could see remote work going really poorly for (laughs) some teams that aren't, that just don't want to work <laughs> yeah there's a lot of responsibility on on the individual right if you cannot trust people to really do the work you sh- shouldn't have them remote i guess right yeah i was thinking about that uh this week just with like a new job like how do like the leaders know if you're working enough or working <laughs> getting enough done or if you're working at all like I don't know. It just seems like pretty like random, especially with software work where some projects or tasks can, you know, just take a lot longer than anyone (laughs) would expect or be shorter than anyone expects. It's like, how are leaders supposed to gauge if their people are working? That's interesting. (laughs) I actually think that it's easier for software projects to measure that, but it's harder for like, let's say acquiring client work, like where you wait, like doing work where you're trying to acquire a client because that's, you cannot really measure that. Um, whereas when you, yeah. when you commit code and there are code reviews and stuff like that, there is, there's some kind of evidence that you have, like that you committed something on, on that day. So there's, uh, people can see that. I, I think that's actually making it easier to have this, uh, accountability there. Whereas no, when yeah, you, that's when definitely out, true. Yeah, whereas when you're out there and you're trying to talk to people like you, <laughs> there's no way to to check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, especially if your boss is not a developer, <laughs> like I feel like the developers <laughs> can kind of mess. Like they can kind of do what they want in a lot of ways. Where <laughs> the boss isn't gonna know. Um, but I guess that problem, this problem, isn't really harder over remote verse in the office yeah i, guess, I think that's just, everything's mm. everything's showing up yeah um in like the git history or whatever that's just basically coming down to hiring the right people then probably <laughs> yeah definitely um okay so the interesting thing is that profit well talked about so actually there's two blogs so we'll, we'll put these in the show notes Um, that they did a study of 3,000 SaaS companies and the remote companies um, that were smaller, like if they had revenue from like 1 million to 10 million, their growth rates were 20 to 30% less than co-located teams. Hmm. Um, So apparently if they were bigger companies, like over 10 million revenue, then they couldn't see a difference. Um, but smaller SaaS companies that were remote were, I guess, not growing as fast. Uh, what do you? Th- why do you think that is? That is a good question. <laughs> um, I'm actually interested if those companies were already existed for the same time. Like, um, I could imagine that those companies that were entirely remote and not co-located, that they were younger companies. Um, and them they might not or they might have had less revenue or might have grown more slowly because they were just at a different point in time in, with their business 
or did they yeah I don't know, did they i don't know i mean i feel like if that was what it was it would that would be a pretty unfair yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> way to put two companies different kind of companies up against each other yeah you definitely have to take that into account i guess maybe they did that um then i probably wouldn't have any explanation <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, oh man, why is that happening? But so my thought yeah, was yeah. that at least in the bootstrapping world, I think there's a lot more, yeah, I think there's a lot more remote companies that are maybe bootstrapping because it's a lot cheaper to not get an office and yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah, so I think maybe it could just be the correlation that bootstrapping companies i guess their goals aren't as much to grow as fast as possible like they're trying to make typically they're trying to make a business that really works and kind of for the long haul kind of thing in a lot of cases yeah but they and don't so, need to grow to that that unicorn status here right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah it could be and so then yeah it's just they aren't trying to grow as fast and so remote companies in turn don't grow as fast or like in office companies they are raising more money and so usually when you have more money you can grow faster hmm. i don't know it could be something like that that doesn't necessarily mean that remote is worse or not as good yeah i'd agree i think you can also like if you're a company that does office only it's never too late to change that i guess um so even if they if they are all in the same office they could still decide to i mean they probably won't go fully remote um but they can still decide to allow remote working um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i mean hard to say uh why that's the case <laughs> yeah so i guess looking at all these trade-offs does it make you think of anything for playground or like different solutions or things that you can think about that i guess help where you're going with that product hmm. well i do think that um an important point that that is um that is a pro point for building the product is that um remote work needs better documentation or forces and forces better documentation <laughs> in a way mm -hmm. and that's just what what playgroup can provide i guess um persistent communication that is searchable that hopefully uh <laughs> will integrate with stuff like github making work actually easier for the people for developers um mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that's something that it should like that's a problem that it should solve in the in the end because if it doesn't then what's the point <laughs> um however there are also points that it cannot solve like the social interaction part mm, yeah i did think about building um building this status i know slack also has that but i feel like people aren't really using it a lot so with playgroup you will have this this activity feed that shows you when when basically you started a thread and somebody answered to it it will show up in your activity right because there's something new and you should probably see that and at yeah. the same level i think it would be also quite nice to see um see a status like if people have have updated their status it should show there kind of like a very small stand-up that you could fill out every day um uh -huh. not not to say that it will like replace social interaction but it might give you the the space to at least be on the same page like what's everybody working on right now 
I feel that's something that is often lacking with Slack. So there's always this channel called Stand Up where people will uh, will go and post that. But if there's more than mm-hmm. 40 people, you have like no idea what the first person <laughs> was posting again because it's it's obviously scrolled out of your screen area. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's that's also something that could could be solved with it. Yeah, that would I could see that being kind of cool. Like you go to someone's profile and their status is just what yeah. they last did. <laughs> yeah, and they might also even like link to a thread that they I don't know that they started. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's cool. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to think about though with this remote work. Plus, you know, the companies that would hopefully be using Playground. I mean, everyone does stuff a little bit differently. And so it's yeah, it's just kind of hard to know, you know, yeah. all your different kind of users, how they use stuff and how they would use Playground differently. Yeah, that's true. Um, I recently discovered this Twist app. Um, I think it's twist.com from Doist. Um, and they have a very, very similar approach, um, except that they also built in real-time communication. But I like mm-hmm. a lot of what they're doing. So I think there is uh, there is definitely demand for, for that kind of software. Um, but again, I also th- agree that it's not for every team. And I think it's very uh, dependent on how you want to work or what kind of uh, culture you want to enforce because if I mean there are a lot of teams that rely on Slack alone I guess and they uh, they just don't need any kind of persistent um, persistent knowledge base uh, mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> yeah huh yeah that's pretty cool I mean that's good to see that there's other people out there trying to do similar things yeah I like that <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, any other thoughts about this remote work stuff? Actually, I have a, because <laughs> I remember like three episodes ago, you, you were talking about this, or maybe it was the last episode, I don't remember. We had this anecdote, and I have one about remote work this time. <laughs> because oh, it was on yes. this one funny situation. Um, uh, so we were working on a critical thing, and um, I was talking with somebody on Slack. It was my product manager, basically. And... Um, there was a fire in a car park nearby, like two houses Ooh. away. <laughs> and so the police actually came knocking and we had to evacuate the building. <laughs> and they, they basically said, like, leave everything behind and don't take anything with you. So I had to leave my leave my laptop behind <laughs> and like had to literally go out <laughs> that second. And yeah, I, I was lucky that I had my cell phone with me so I could basically hop onto Slack again and um, tell my product manager that I was <laughs> that I was being evacuated at that time. <laughs> um, oh man. It, it actually took an entire hour before we could enter the building again. So yeah, that's a downside of remote work, I guess. <laughs> wow, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing happened, but yeah. <laughs> kind of funny that they could all like continue working while I was outside on the street basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then again like we were saying no one with remote work no one has to know you could have yeah i could have made that situation (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could have went through that whole situation and no one would have known yeah that's uh, that's also true like imagine that if i didn't have my cell phone they wouldn't even have known what what happened they would be like oh (laughs) so ben's gone i guess (laughs) they would have wouldn't have any clue why i was gone (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's uh that can happen (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I think we're running to the end of this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and check out the show notes if you want to see any of the links, things that we talked about. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you in the next episode. See you next week. Bye.